Well, yo, I don't care. <laughs> yo, first of all, disclaimer, my voice is used to the max for right now. So if I sound a little deep, it's not just because I'm a poet. It's because my voice is genuinely been exercised, like being exercised in this season for the glory of God, though. So, yeah, I know that, like, you know, anyway, that's the least of, of the issue here. I have so much on my heart to share today. First of all, church was amazing. Um, I think that that's what I'm going to do. I think that the best time to record a podcast is like after after service because I, I get so full and it's so much revelation is flowing and I'm just like yeah so I want to talk about specifically today it's a lot of things that are coming to my mind even as I'm here I just feel the urge to pour out right now like I have been on a quote-unquote sabbatical I was a school teacher last year and so this year I had the summer off praise God. And so I have been thriving in my rest season. I know that it's coming to an end probably sooner than I am prepared, but yeah, we're here. So I want to, (laughs) y'all help me, Jesus, help me stay focused, Lord. I want to talk about wicked hearts, a wicked heart and Staying in your lane, comparison, jealousy, all this stuff, all this stuff stems from a wicked heart. So I was uh, sitting on the edge of, like on the floor. I don't know why I'm so comfortable with doing it, Um, but I was still on the floor in a heartbeat. (laughs) I don't know why. I think... um, that sitting on the floor along with my desire for honey buns and chips come from, um, you know, me experiencing like moments of just love and safety in my grandmother, great grandmother's house. Cause I used to go to her house a lot as a child and she had like a room, like a big, pretty nice size bedroom, um, and it may not even be that big, but you know, when you, I don't know, when you in a space where there's love and Jesus, it's just, it can make anything feel big. But anyway, we would go in my great grandma's room and she had like so many grandkids because she had like 12 kids. Well, she had 13 total, but one of them passed away and so on. But she had 12 kids and so she had a lot of grandkids and we would all go over her house and after school, some of us, and we would sit there and we'll be on the floor because she only had so many. She had like a few seats in her room and she had her bed and we couldn't just sit on her bed. So we sat on her floor and she like sold honey buns, pops and chips and candy. And so I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes when I'm on the floor. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's nostalgic to my emotions, but whatever. That was just a sidebar. And you learned a little bit about I'm unique. So, um, wicked heart. I was sitting on the floor and after a beautiful nap after church, um, and the Lord was moving on my heart. 
about wicked, a wicked heart. I don't know where it came from. Well, it came from the Holy Spirit, but I was thinking about Saul in the Bible. I was in worship today. That's where it came from. And I was praying and I was praying and I was praying um, during worship. Yes. Uh, and I, you know, trying to get in the spirit. And I was having, there was so much going on in my heart. And I was just praying more fiercely, if you will, for lack of a better term right now. I was praying and it was so many things coming up in my heart. My heart was a little you know, scattered to a certain degree. I was thinking about this, thinking about that, having some imaginations, thinking about the crowd, the people in the congregation, thinking about the people next to me, thinking about the Lord, thinking about myself, thinking about life, all these different things uh, going through my mind. You know, I'm a part of a worship team. Yeah, I'm a part of a worship team at a powerful uh, church. Um, Just one of the kind of a church that's known for worship. Um, And so there's a lot of people there in the audience, in the congregation, not audience, because it's not an audience. It's an audience for Jesus, but it's a people there. And so I am not, um, at least in this season of my life, and in my comfort zone, ideally, I'm not a social person. I am perfectly at peace with being to myself um, for long periods of time. <laughs> long periods of time. So much so that sometimes my family questions my sanity and people like check on me and they're like, are you okay? I'm just like, yes, I'm saved now. Because there was a season when I used to really struggle with depression and um, addictive thing, addictive p- patterns and just wasn't healthy in a lot of ways. And so I can understand why somebody would be like, I need to check on her. But now I got Jesus. I'm just like, I just want to spend time with the Holy Ghost. Um, <laughs> you know, really, honestly. And then because you when you and then especially since you pour, this is a sidebar for all of us um, servants of the Lord and ministers. Um, of the gospel and any kind of ministry. You don't have to be in church to be a minister. Your ministry could be being a mother, being a father, being a teacher, being a sister, a brother, being a husband, a wife, being a crossing guard, being um, a counselor, whatever your ministry could be. Or it could be in the church. It could be a pastor. It could be a, a teacher. It could be uh, any kind of service you're doing uh, as unto the Lord to help his people, to serve his flock. Um, when you're doing that, you have to be intentional about receiving just as much as you pour out. Um, it's gratifying when you have a service heart, um, to be doing a bunch of stuff for people and to go deeper, you could have like some underlying people pleasing tendencies. Um, but nonetheless, Oh, glory to God. Not going down that street. 
But you have to be intentional about refueling yourself and replenishing yourself spiritually, emotionally. Um, You know, though we love Jesus and like it's just an honor to serve him in the first place. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Um, Thank you, Jesus. Y'all, if I start quickening and just bear with me. (laughs) Lord, and so you have to be intentional about pouring back into yourself because... If you don't, you give all, you give your all, say you are a mother, you're doing all these things, you're help, doing all this for your children, you're working hard, or your parents, whatever, father, and you're working hard, and you're providing for them, you're making sure they have a good life, and education, and fun, and laughter, and joy, and all this stuff, you're making sure that your children have this, and they're not telling you thank you, maybe, they're not... Like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I just love your serve. You know, when you serve, when you have, when you're serving, you're not doing it to receive payment from somebody. Now there are some services where you you do you do receive receive payments, but um, and like for instance, if you like do a business, own a business, and work a business. And you're rendering a service to somebody that is a paid service. That's different. But you still still should be service. It still should be something that's to the benefit of somebody else. But when you're in ministry, it's a spiritual service. So you're giving spiritual things such as um, knowledge, wisdom, prayer, um, things that are spiritual sacrifices. The Bible calls us living uh, stones. And we're supposed to offer spiritual sacrifices unto God. But anywho, so when you're pouring out spiritually, you need to refuel. And you have to figure out what refuels you. I know that spiritually, prayer, definitely number one. Um, Worship, you know, anything that connects you back to God. Um, I know I'm a writer in my heart, in my core. Like, that's my, that's when I feel the most intimate with God, honestly, of course, obviously, during worship and prayer, it's like a different type of experience. But I feel I feel his power and in, in that aspect of God when I'm worshiping and singing. But when when I'm writing this, when I feel connected, anywho, it's not about me. I'm just being practical. Do things that connect you back to God, that make you feel seen by him and loved and, and that affirms your God's love for you because you won't always receive that from other people that you're serving. There are so many pastors, you know, who don't receive love and appreciation or just a simple thank you or God bless you from anybody. Um, not anybody, but every now and then, but it's not like a constant thing. Because people are coming to you because they need something. You're not there because you need them. And so when you're, you know, serving needy people, people with issues, people with problems that they're trying to get solved, um, it's taxing on the soul, on the mind, on the spirit. And so you have to make sure that that connection with God, apart from ministry, um, stays good. And I don't know where that came from. Left field, but here we are. Um, so glory to God, wicked heart. Oh, God, in worship today, 
And things started coming up in my mind, in my heart. And I'm just like, ooh, I need to cash that down. Ooh, I, uh-uh, I don't want to think about that. You know, all kind of thoughts rushing in. Because like I said, I'm, a, I'm to myself. Like, that's how I thrive. That's when I come back to life, when I'm not around people, when I'm not in demanding environments, when I'm not around people who are asking me a bunch of questions and people whose intentions may not be the best towards me. And I have to guard my heart. I'm on guard, you know, all that. I'm trying to, you know, be gentle as a dove, but wise as a serpent type of thing. Uh, When I'm in in atmospheres with people, you have to be like that. But anyway, all this stuff coming to my mind, like, ooh, anxiety. I'm like, ooh, Lord, people are looking at me. Are my shoes good? Is my outfit, how does my outfit look? All these thoughts. And I just started praying, and I'm like, ooh. You know, and it, and it, it dawned on me, like, after worship, when I got home, after I took a nap, I woke up, and one of the first things that came into my mind was Saul. And King Saul was a king in, the, in, in Israel in the book of um, Chronicles. Uh, one of the one of the books of Chronicles, um, yeah, First Chronicles. He's a king, king of Israel, so he's king over God's people. Um, and you know, kings are the people who de- who have the money, the the power, the influence. They determine what happens in a nation. Um, so that's a lot of power to make choices to determine the course of people's lives, etc. And so the king Saul was, um, thank you, Jesus. King Saul, glory to God. He, um, he had issues. He was wicked in his heart to be, to be frank. His heart wasn't right. He didn't have a heart for God. He was trying to do whatever the people wanted to do to remain popular. I don't know what his motives were, but they weren't good. Um, And so the Lord brought up Saul and he was like showing me how, thank you, Jesus, how Though he had all this prestige, fame, fortune, etc., externally people would think, "Hey, Saul got it going on." You know, he probably had women. He probably had people who looked up to him, wanted his position, was like, "Ooh, you know, powerful man." But his heart was wicked, and so he ended up committing suicide. This man committed suicide. He killed himself. He took his own life. He fell on a sword. The Bible says, and. The Lord was really doing a work in me, like, about how you think, you would think, excuse me, you would think that when you have stuff, when you have power, when you have influence, when you have money, when you have the car, car the house, the wife, the husband, the all the family, the kids, whatever, you would think that that would bring you some sort of fulfillment or satisfaction. But in reality, if your heart is wicked, you're still miserable. And oftentimes, like as humans, because we have free will and because we live in a country that is very 
Ooh, I don't even want to get started because it gets on my nerves. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have time. I'm not, I don't want to be judgmental and I don't want to be hopeless concerning the matter, but I'm very realistic. I'm very, I just like keeping it G. Amen. Praise God for the name of the podcast. The Lord knew. But like, I, we, we want things. We want what we want. We want our way. In the simplest things. If I go to the store and they don't have the brand of paper towels that I prefer, then I'm probably going to be upset. I want to get an attitude. If I go to Walmart and the lines are too long, I'm probably going to get an attitude. Ooh, Lord, I don't want to stand in line looking for a li- the shortest line. We We look for convenience. We look for what makes us feel good. We look for the easy way out. We look to cut corners. We look to, you know what I'm saying? It's the culture. We want quick fixes. I want my peace right now. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to go to therapy and counseling and uh, seek the Lord. I don't want to go through this valley. I don't want to deal with this issue in my heart. I would just rather smoke a blunt and go sit down somewhere and go to a whole different dimension and then, you know, take a nap. I'd rather go get drunk and party and whatever. I would rather go to take a trip, post pictures, to escape, quote unquote. And no matter what you do to try to escape what's in your heart, if your heart is wicked, that is, you you're you will always be miserable because your heart follows. That's the main thing. Your heart follows you wherever you go. I literally was pleading in my spirit with God today. Lord, do not let me have like created me a clean heart for real. Like, I don't want to live in this condition. I don't want to keep living my life, like blaming my issues on, well, I didn't have this and I don't have that. And this is why I don't, you know, and it's really my heart. Like, Lord, don't let me live like that in quote-unquote self-deception because I need a change in my heart. And on the contrary, when we have a heart that seeks God that knows that we need the Lord then we can have peace internal peace internal joy who internal internal joy true joy not happiness which comes from external things but joy contentment with who we are where we are in life but these things peace The Bible says in Psalms, seek peace and pursue it. 
So peace, even in God, is something to be pursued, not ex- through doing something externally to get it, but by seeking the one who can who gives it. The Bible says that Jesus refers to Jesus as the Prince of Peace. A prince. Let's see. Let's define prince. Because I'm learning about the kingdom and and how these different things work. Um, It says the prince is a close male relative of a monarch, especially a son's son. So it's a male royal ruler of a small state. (laughs) Prince of peace. Prince. Prince. Jesus is a prince. Prince of peace. King of kings, Lord of lords, but he's a prince of peace. Gives us peace. My God. So, thank you, Jesus. Um, if we're not seeking God, we will start to lack spiritually. We will start to decline in every other aspect of our life, mentally, emotionally, even physically. If we're not seeking God, we'll start to be in a bad mood. We'll start to get jealous of other people. We'll start to feel down on ourselves. We'll start to be less fruitful, be less kind, be less joyful, be less faithful. Because we're not seeking God. And therefore, our heart is becoming, is resorting to default, is default sitting I don't have to wake up and tell myself to age. I'm going to do that by default, like whether I want to or not. I don't have to tell myself. Let's see. I don't have to tell my hair to, okay, if you're African-American, you understand this one. Maybe if you're not, maybe not. Or if you're any kind of, you know, of African descent. I don't have to tell my hair to start getting frizzy or or growing. It's going to do that by default. But as it does grow and get frizzy, I can choose. If I'm just going to let it happen how it happens and they be walking around here looking like who shot, <laughs> looking like I don't know who. And or I can choose to maintain it and to seek out help to get my hair done. Thank you, Jesus.
I could seek out to get my hair done. So it's the same with our spiritual life, our spiritual walk. It's up to us to maintain it. It's up to us to pursue God to through prayer, through worship, through connecting with him in ways that refuel us. And all of us are, some of us are different from one another. So things that fuel me may not fuel you. I love serenity and type of environments. I like being in nature. I like seeing living things. I like seeing life. I like going to parks and watching life happen, watching people. I like looking at the ocean and things like that. Exploring, going on adventures, doing things I've never done before. I'm not doing it to a, not as a form of escapism to run from something, but I'm in pursuit, doing it in pursuit, like to to actually, that's how I'm dealing with my heart, if that makes sense. There's a difference in, I'm going to go to the strip club and do what they do at strip clubs. Um, because I don't want to deal with the issues in my heart or with my spouse. So I'm just forget it. I'm going to walk out. I don't feel like dealing with it. I'm going to go and deal with it this way. There's a difference in doing that and... Um, than it is to say I'm having issues with my spouse, so I'm going to go. I don't have these type of issues. I don't know why I'm on this. But I have issues with myself, so I'm going to go and take a walk for a while, talk to the Lord, allow him to deal with my heart. Then I'm going to come back and deal with the issue from a more godly heart posture like I'm not running away from the problem I'm actually trying to solve it but I know that in this condition that I'm in right now the problem can't be fixed the problem can't be solved so I need to go and resolve what's in my heart so that I you know that's what I mean not escaping so a wicked heart committed suicide because his heart was wicked you can't escape we can't escape from ourselves there's a song uh by bob marley and it's called running away and my stepfather is a bob marley fan um so i grew up kind of around his music and um (laughs) and the song says you're running and you're running and you're running away. You're running and you're running away. It, I'm not singing it properly. But he says, but you can't run away from yourself. Powerful song. I'm going to read some more of the lyrics. This is not a gospel song. This is not a gospel song. It's... um. Yeah, just not gonna. He says, you're running away, but you can't run away from yourself. He says, you must have done something wrong. You must have done something wrong. Why you can't find the place where you belong? 
Every man thinks his burden is the heaviest. Who feels it knows it, Lord. You're running away. You can't run away from yourself. I love this part. He says, I got to protect my life and I don't want to live with no strife. It's better to live on the housetop than to live in a house full of confusion. So I made my decision and I left you. (laughs) Oh, God, I really don't have the time. I guess I do. I'm just not going to make it right now. Um, I got to protect my life, and I don't want to live with no strife. He said it's better to live on a housetop than to live in a house full of confusion. Oh, God. And that's biblical. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, he says better is, he said it's better to eat a bowl of vegetables with, in quietness, than to have, hold on. I gotta find that scripture now. Better have, Proverbs, better to have a dish of vegetables. This is not the one I'm looking for. One of them. Better to have a small, um, Better to have a small serving of vegetables with love than a fattened calf with hatred. There it is. This is the one I'm looking for right here. It says it's better. Better is a dry morsel with quietness and peace than with a house full of feasting and with strife and contention. Oh, yes, that's the one. Hallelujah. Better a dry morsel in quietness than a house full of feasting with strife. Proverbs 17 and 1. Oh, Lord. This is wisdom from the word of the, the Bible. Living word. He's saying it's better. It's better if you, you know, you got some... A loaf of bread in your house and some peanut butter and jelly. And you got a peace of mind. That's all you got in your house and you got a peace of mind. This, um. <laughs> that's better to have than a bunch of food on the table. All the snacks, all the steak and lobster and shrimp and stripe. And you got strife and contention. Strife is like stress. It's like spiritual tension. It's like you can't think straight. There's so much going on. Right. So, peace, peace within oneself, within one's heart is, is a priority. Should be the priority of every believer, every Christian person. Is it? No. Are there moments where we sacrifice our peace for the sake of <laughs> when he want to get started for the sake of relationships for the sake of being popular being with people being with relatives 
being seen, noticed, etc. Yeah, sometimes we do. We learn, we grow. But we have to think like this this not worth you know, you have to come to a, a awakening, if you will. A point of realization, to get a revelation of like this is disturbing my peace. When you're rooted in God, when you are filled, you know, living through the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, your peace is now rooted in God. So I'm not talking about like people who be out here talking about my peace and they not living for God. If it's bad for my peace, then I can't. Okay, you out here smoking weed. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is not nice. But if you, I've been there before, so I can preach to this. But if you out here smoking weed and getting drunk, you don't have peace to begin with. So it don't matter what people doing around you. You know what I'm saying? That's That's what I mean with it. So, I'm like, what do you mean? What do you, Lord? <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I, I'm multitasking, low key. Not even gonna lie. Not even gonna cap. But at some point you got to sit down and sit down. The Bible says to commune with your own heart upon your own bed, commune with your own heart upon your bed, which is what I was doing earlier. How I got this revelation. Sometimes you got to sit with your heart. Oh, for the Holy ghost. Sometimes you got to just sit with yourself and be with your thoughts, be with yourself, be with the Lord Allow the Lord to search you. Sometimes you 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 need to be in the secret place for, and that's a Christian-like term, but sometimes you just need to sit with the Lord, meditate on his word. You're not just meditating on the stuff that's bringing you a lack of peace. You're meditating on the word of the Lord in the midst of that peace. I mean, in the midst of that, those crazy thoughts you know and as you do that then your peace can be revised your peace can be restored thank you Jesus God is so good ah but yeah sometimes you gotta sit with commune with your own heart sometimes you gotta sit there and say hey I'm not feeling good about this. I don't feel good about saying yes to this. I don't feel good about moving forward with this decision. Um, not because, you know, it's blatantly, I see, I blatantly see what's wrong, but because something ain't settled within me about this, something is off. I don't know if you ever been around somebody and like, or being in, in an environment and then you start to feel kind of stirred or shaken up and you're just like, oh, I got to move around. Nothing necessarily happening, 
I remember one time I was at a party and we were doing what people do at parties, uh, probably smoking, drinking, about to drink if we wouldn't already. And I just felt weird. I started feeling real weird. And so I went outside and um, I was like, I'm finna, I'll be back. I went outside and as I was walking out to my car, the police walked up to the door of the party. I said, Lord. <laughs> oh, you got to listen to the Holy Spirit. I wasn't even saved then, but I probably was marked. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Ooh. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. Your goodness is running after. It's running for real, though. So sometimes you have to draw away, like just pull away from stuff, pull away from people, pull away from environments and sit with your own heart. And it's hard for some of us to do that because, for one, maybe we grew up in codependent environments where where we just depend on other people for happiness, for joy, for a sense of identity, or maybe... Um, I don't know what the case may be, but you know, whatever it is, some people can't be alone. And whether you're an extrovert or introvert or not, you should be able to have a moment where you're to yourself, by yourself, and you still have peace. But if you if you're sitting with yourself, thank you, Jesus. And for whatever reason, you're like, I just can't. Something is off with me. I, I just got to go. I got to go to the park. I got to, not to the park, but I got to go. I got to go get me something to drink. I got to go call this person. It's like you're trying to escape the reality that's going on within you. That is misery. Some people say I'm crazy. For the way I live, I don't really care. But it's the reality. When you live like Jesus, stuff that people say about Jesus is going to happen to you. He said, um, a servant is not greater than his master. So I'm a servant of Jesus, and he's my master. So whatever happened to him, I have equipped, he has equipped my mind to be prepared to handle it like well not maybe you know it'd still be hard to handle but either way I'm here to I'm you know I'm not gonna be blind to what's happening thank you Jesus so (laughs) Jesus with the Bible says often go away to a solitary place to pray he would go and pray all night sometimes until the morning until the sun came up Go and be away with his disciples. And his disciples was his was his people. Like they they did everything together during the like they went and ate together, they went to parties together, they hung out, you know, went to people weddings. They saw Jesus do all this stuff. They knew how gifted Jesus was, they knew how powerful he was. But when it came down to it, there were moments where even the ones who was close, close with him, who saw him when he was at his lowest. When he was about to break, when he did break, 
And he was like, Lord, I don't want to do this, but I got to because it's what you told me to do. Uh, or what you sent me here to do. You feel me? Like, so when that happens, he like, all right, whatever, man. Y'all say y'all down for me, but it's really only one of one who down for me. Like, I, I love y'all. I'm going to serve y'all. I'm going to do what he called me here to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to teach y'all the way. But I know where my source come. I know where my strength comes from. I know where who my source is. I know where to draw from. I can't draw certain things from you. I can't draw certain things from this person, that person. I don't draw anything from crowds. If anything, they come and draw from me. Not from me, but from the God in me, from the source, from Jesus. From, excuse me, from the Father. The Father is the source. Every good thing comes from him. Every good and perfect gift comes from him, the Bible says. So as Jesus, there are moments, there are times when we have to sit there and uh, we have to sit with our stuff, sit with ourselves. It's hard, especially when, you know, you got to look at what you did and look at the mistakes you've made and maybe make peace with some things from the past or like, like, dang, I was out of character. I got to go apologize or I wouldn't live in, like, you know, work in progress, pray. It's hard to take a look in the mirror sometimes. But when you have Christ, the blood of Jesus can forgive you, purify you, wash you of that sin so that you don't, you no longer have to wear it. Like, that's not my identity. I don't have to sit here and, dang, I made a mistake and that's, that's who I am the rest of my life. No. Uh-uh. I made a mistake, I repent, change my mind, I go apologize, whatever, make peace with, Bible says to, if, if possible, make peace with all men as, if, as, as much as you have any your power to do so. Like, some people you ain't gonna be able to make peace with. Some situations you may not be able to be at peace with. Not because you're not trying to, but just, just because of how it is. You know, I had a relationship that I was trying to well, I did end, and I was like, I don't want, I don't want this anymore. I don't want to do this. Um, can I be real? Uh, living in fornication, and I saw a post the other day. It was talking about like how sex isn't just casual; it's contracts. When you have sex with somebody, you're signing in the spirit. You're signing a contract, a spiritual contract, with this person's soul. Soul ties. Don't have time for that. But I was like. I was, the Lord was saving me and I didn't know from what, you know, now I see a little better now, a lot better now what he was saving me from. But I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, I'm done. But this person was adamant about staying in this relationship. And I was like, this is wrong. It's sinful. And they were just like trying to make up every excuse and every reason to just keep it going. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'm le- you know, I'm done. Start a new life. And so um after that, I was just like, he just if he's not at peace with it, that, that's just his business. I I you know, I can't try to make 
everybody happy, you know. So I just had to move on. Sometimes you have to move on without, and the other people won't be at peace with it. Sometimes you got to make decisions that not everybody in your life, everybody around you is going to be at peace with. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you'd be like, hey, I got to move to it. And I'm not saying to make brash decisions. Like everything we should do, everything we do should be because God has, you know, called us to it. I don't think not. We shouldn't be out here just doing stuff just because somebody get on our nerves. Sometimes God will call you to situations that do get on your nerves um, to purify you and refine you, uh, you know, and you can't just escape and get away from it, you know. But there are times when you are in a situation that is literally toxic and unhealthy and God is calling you out of that. And you have to say, hey, I got to do what I got to do because my peace is disturbed. Chastisement of my peace. (laughs) You're chastising my peace. And the people in the environment may be, what's wrong? We still having fun. I thought it was good. Was, but now, no, I got to move. I can't keep living like that. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I'm all in my soapbox here. So you got to commune with your own heart. And when the Lord moves on your heart and you have peace with God about something, you move forward with it. You just got to move on it. But don't be the person who has a wicked heart, a heart that's full of jealousy, a heart that's full of envy, strife, and lust, and perversion, and still out here navigating, trying to navigate life like that. It's a process, healing, refining, being refined, being changed, being transformed. It's a process, you feel me? It ain't like, I didn't get to where I am in Christ, thank you, Jesus, by overnight, in one month, in one week. God can do miracles. God can change you, but sometimes it's a walk. It's a day-by-day, moment-by-moment transformation that takes place. And all those collective like moments and weeks and days and hours add up and you'll begin to see a larger picture of transformation in your life. But, you know, some stuff you got to walk through. We try to escape from it because it's so harsh to look at. It's so hard to face reality. But there are moments when we, when the Lord will even bless us with opportunities to stop, to hit rock bottom, to have our life fall apart so that we can turn to him, so that we can look at reality. I was having a season where I was being broken by the Lord and I um, had a relative when I was going through my breaking uh, I was just starting to put my life, trying to get my life back together. I had like a lot of, you know, just issues that I need to deal with to say the least. Um, and so I started breaking and I started crying and started 
actually not being high and drunk. And so the, the actual depression under that drunkenness started to come up and all the stuff, you know, the reasons I was trying to get drunk started to come to the surface. And I just looked like a train wreck to anybody from the outside looking in. Maybe like not physically, I'm, I'm not like ugly by the grace of God, but like emotionally, it was just like, that stuff, it started coming to the surface and it got real ugly. Um, and so a relative of mine was just like, what's wrong? You should be happy. I want you to be happy and you need to be happy. Why aren't you happy? I'm just like, because I'm not. Like, that's not the truth. That's not the reality of where I am right now. So, in order for me to get real peace, joy, love, I have to face whatever is Stealing that away from me. I have to be real and confront some things in me. Confront what's really in my heart right now. So I can really get help. Get the help I need. Get the cleansing I need. Get the therapy I need. Get the prayer I need. There's a scripture, uh, not a scripture, uh, a quote I saw. It says, a problem have solved. Oh, no. A problem will. God, help me. It's like a problem well written is a problem have solved or something like that. A problem well stated is a problem have solved. I don't remember what book I read that in, but it was a good book. I got a lot of quotes out of it. Um, and so sometimes we need to get to the root of the issue and deal with what's in our heart instead of just trying to glaze it over with stuff. You feel me? Like, and as opposed to having King Saul, the wicked king who committed suicide on the throne, God raised up David. His quote unquote, a man after God's own heart. David was in love with God. David consulted God about everything. David told God everything that he was feeling and thinking. Even after he messed up, even after he was the king of Israel, anointed gifted, handsome, the Bible says, and he had an affair. He ended up falling into sin, but, um, yep, but he went back to God of course, he had his moments, his issues, and he was just trying to fix it and fix it himself and he ended up making it worse. At the end of the day, he went to the Lord about it. If you look through the book of Psalms and just see some of the conversation that David had with the Lord, I'm like, dang, they had a real relationship. 
He talked to God about his enemies, about what was in his heart, about when he was feeling depressed. He was emotionally attached to God. It doesn't mean that he was perfect, that he never had moments, that he never cried, that he never was mad. It's just that he didn't have to pretend to not be those things to be close to God. He was like, man, let me see. He said, my loins are filled with a loathsome disease. There is no soundness in my flesh. I am feeble and sore broke. I have roared by reason of disquietness of my heart. Disquietness of my heart. Ugh, broken. My groaning is not hid from you. My heart pants. My strength fails me. As for the light of my eyes, it's also gone out from me. God, Lee. This dude broken. He broken. He got issues, but he's talking to God about them. So his heart was pure. Some people hear the word pure and they think, oh, they never make mistakes. They never had, you know. They're perfect. They never get angry. They never do this or that. Uh Uh-uh. Purity, as I learned from a sermon I was watching, uh, I think it was pretty sure it was Bishop Bishop T.D. Jakes. He said, he talks about how purity is like the word pure in its, is it Greek or Hebrew? It means catheter. It's like a catheter for the heart. catheter is like how you get something get like fluid like a tube you put into someone to get something in or out of them it's like an open pathway open so god had an open pathway like i mean excuse me david had an open heart to god his heart was open to god that's what worship is about it's not about singing it's about really opening our hearts to god it's about Having that the, those moments, up not on the stage, not just at church, but all day, every day, where we're like, God, oh Lord, this is where I am right now. God, this is where I am right now. I don't even know where I am. I need you to search me. But God is so good; He can even tell you where you are. But <laughs> you don't even know. There's a song called Abba, and He says. When I can't find myself, you got a way of finding me. For real. So, my main point uh, (laughs) in this conversation is to really just stress the importance of having a pure heart. the moment have times where you can say my heart is wicked Lord you know what I am a little proud 
right now. I am feeling real ambitious, overly ambitious. I'm feeling a little competitive. I do have a little jealousy in my heart towards this person. I am a little envious. I am coveting this. You're confessing that, not to come into agreement with it and, and say that that's your identity, but so that you, you're telling it to God. You're not telling it to somebody else. Because so, he's the one who can wash you, cleanse you of this stuff. But if you don't go to him to have him cleanse you, it's like finding out you're sick and staying at home and not telling anybody you're sick. And expecting to get well. Instead of going to the doctor and being like, hey, I don't feel good. This is going on. My body hurt. My knee hurt. My arm hurt. My throat hurt. And the doctor is going to be the one to help you, to purify you, to change you, to help you get well. Jesus said himself, he said, I did not come to cause the righteous to repentance, but sinners, those who know they're sinners, that's who I call to repent. If you've got everything together, you don't need to repent. If you got everything together, you don't need a savior. But that's what I came to the world to do. If you know everything, you don't need a teacher. What am I here for? You know? But we have to embrace it by acknowledging what's in our hearts, which is what Saul failed to do and therefore ended up committing suicide. And this could get real. Um, suicide is a thing in this world today. It's a thing, like it's something that people do trying to escape what's going on within themselves. Maybe traumatic memories, maybe traumatic, just really painful feelings and thoughts plaguing them. And so they want to escape this stuff that's on their, in their soul. It's like poisonous venom. But if we don't have a way of escape, we'll just try to create our own way to get out of our misery. So, whoever may be listening to this, (laughs) I know I'm kind of... um, I don't think I'm brutal. Depending on who you are, I may be brutally honest. But I try to be real and practical about life and, you know, how... And kind of related to God. Um, But yeah, whoever's listening, I really pray that this encouraged you. Just to know um, that God is, is there for you. Like, not just to judge you and correct you and discipline you all the time but he wants that connection and intimacy with you he wants to know he already knows but he wants you to open up 
about what's in your what's on your heart and in your mind and what you're going what's going on with you and how you're feeling like he's concerned he he loves you we don't have to walk around here with wicked impure hearts feeling jealous feeling envious feeling insecure all day every day and feel helpless because we have help we have the holy spirit we have the lord very present help in times of trouble so this is this is it i'm done i have to go uh god bless you all um i hope that this really helps somebody I have a poetry book out. It's called No Concealer, Who Told You You Were Naked. Um, And it's practically poetry between the Lord and I. I mean, the Lord and me. Being very transparent, honest with him about how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, where I am. Because he cares. He wants to know. Anyway, it's on Amazon if you want to check it out. Uh, (laughs) It's on my... Social media, social media, I'm I'm Unique Devon, I-M-U-N-I-Q-U-E, Devon, D-E-V-O-I-N, one word, uh, on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, low-key, um, threads, if you will, ill, TikTok, oh, I said TikTok, Twitter, all the stuff, um, if you want to connect more, follow kind of what the Lord is, is stirring up in me, then you can check it out there. God bless you all. Pray God's best for you. Pray God's healing over you. In Jesus' name, take care.